Welcome to my podcast, Embracing Sleep with Brianna Went. I am a mum of four and I'm a certified baby and toddler sleep coach. I love surprising mummers with sleep success. In today's episode, I'll be touching on what the seven foundations for sleep success are and give you some practical tips to implement straight away to improve your baby or toddler's sleep. Okay, so the seven foundations for sleep success. These are the, the seven things that I believe need to be in place for a baby or toddler to have a good chance at sleep success. So the first one is health. And, you know, a sick baby or toddler, it's only natural and normal and common for them not to sleep well when they are sick when they're battling, whether it's a temporary illness or an ongoing medical concern that could be contributing to sleep issues. So we need to make sure that we're seeking medical attention, finding the natural remedies to help uh, boost their immune systems and uh, get their health on track because that is super important. It needs to be in place for your baby or toddler's sleep success. And then there's food. And this is going to look different for you know, different age groups. So newborns, you're establishing breastfeeding or bottle feeding, and there's a lot of factors that can come into how to make that successful, but that's something that you want to look at. And then infants, you're looking at introducing solids around that four to six month mark. And so you want to make sure you're choosing easy to digest foods. And then when you're heading into you know, late infancy, the nine to 12 months and into toddlerhood, you just want to be looking at making sure you're including protein in their diet because that stabilizes blood sugar levels and prevents any wake-ups that are due to low blood sugar dips. So that is, um, food is definitely, you know, a hungry baby or toddler is not going to sleep well. So we need to get food in place. And then we've got age-appropriate awake times. This is the third foundation for sleep success. And this looks different for each age group as well. And you'll be able to, um, I have resources available to find age-appropriate awake times for the different ages. But basically, you want your baby or toddler to have the appropriate amount of awake time during the day because if they have too much awake time, they're going to be overtired. And then their overtired hormones, including adrenaline, is going to, they're going to kick into gear and that's going to be waking them up. And then if they have too much day sleep, so, you know, not enough awake time, there's too much sleep time, then what that's going to do is that's going to fill up their, like, imagine a cup. And, you know, they need a certain amount of sleep in that cup per day. They're going to fill that up during the day and then they're going to be awake at night. So looking at age-appropriate awake times, they're going to have an overall better rate of sleep success. The next foundation for sleep success is a bedtime that is age-appropriate. So newborns, it's so normal for them to be awake, you know, have that cry-down period from... Oh, it's like 5 p.m. till 10 p.m. And that's normal. And then when they head into infancy and toddlerhood, you're looking at a 6 to 7 p.m. bedtime. Okay, so 
The reason that's important again is because I touched on this before with the overtired hormones. If you're putting your baby or toddler to bed after seven o'clock, one, those overtired hormones are going to kick into gear. Like as I was discussing before, the adrenaline, it's going to be waking them up overnight if they're going to bed late. And it's not actually going to mean they're going to sleep in earlier because if they go to bed later, again, overtired hormones are going to kick in and they're going to actually wake earlier if they go to bed later. So, and the, and the other reason you want an age appropriate bedtime between 6 and 7 p.m. is because between 7 and 11 p.m. at night, your baby and toddler is getting the most restorative sleep that is their deep sleep that's the time when you can have a party do the board games with your friends go to sleep (laughs) um like you know you can make make that noise and they're not likely going to wake up if they're not overtired that's the key though if they're overtired that those noises will probably wake them up because they won't be able their body won't be able to get into that deep sleep all right so then the one, two, three, four, five, I've got to count. Fifth foundation is the wind down routines. Okay, so the 15 minutes before your baby or toddler go to bed, and you can start this as a newborn. It'll just be, sh- the time will be shortened because they're only awake for so long. So for newborns, it might only be like a five minute wind down. Whereas infants and toddlers, the older they get, it's almost like the more time they need to wind down because they get so stimulated and so you're just having some low stimulating activities to include in those wind down that wind down time the 15 minutes before they're going to bed and that just helps prepare them for sleep they act as sleep cues so that's really helpful it communicates to them that it's time to be getting ready for bed now and so it's not such a shock when they are put into their bed Um, or they're tucked into their bed if they're a toddler it's just that natural they act as sleep cues the wind down and a top tip definitely include a bath in the wind down because that body like when they hop into the water their body is warming up and then when they hop out of the water their body is cooling down right so that cooling down that out outer cooling down that they're experiencing actually mimics what's going on in their circadian rhythm in their internal body clock so in their circadian rhythm they are they're experiencing a a drop in their body temperature to prepare them for sleep and so this this is like the optimal time for sleeping when their body temperature and hormones are at the right level and so by giving them a bath it gives them that um it syncs their internal body clock with what's going on in the outer and it just works so nicely together. So the wind down routines and then we've got sleep associations. So, um, you know, with infants, they can, and newborns like feeding to sleep can easily happen, rocking, bouncing in the pram, like you can have, any form of sleep association car pram rocking bouncing oh like it can be absolutely anything the parent like um the sleep association is basically what is needed what in this baby's 
experience is needed in order for them to get to sleep. Now, let me just tell you, my sleep association, I have a sleep association as an adult, and that is my husband rubs my feet every night. So your baby will, um, and toddler can have these sleep associations where they need this thing to be able to get to sleep because they're so used to it. And so if it's a sleep association you're happy with, no need to change it. But if it's a sleep association that is draining you and you are really struggling and you're not coping and you want to change it, then that's where you just look at changing the sleep sleep association rather than cutting it out. And then the last foundation for sleep success is the sleep environment. Well, it's not really the last one. These are like all equal. But the sleep environment is super important. So you want to be able to, you want to have a dark room to support your baby and toddler's uh, natural body production of ho- the hormone melatonin, which is the hormone that gives them that sensation of sleepiness. So that's really important. Light will block that production. So that's why keeping the room as dark as possible is important. And also for stimulation, like if your baby's waking up and they're looking around at what's in the room, then they're like, oh, wow, look at that. There's a projector on the screen or, you know, there's, oh, there's my toys. I can't wait to play with them. You know, I don't know what babies think, but they see things and they're stimulated by their environment. So keeping that room nice and dark is helpful. And then there's also things to consider like temperature, white noise, uh, what they're wearing and that kind of thing. But yeah, so sleep environment is another one. So they're the seven foundations for sleep success, health, food, age appropriate awake times, bedtime, wind down routines, sleep associations and sleep environment. You can find me at www.lullabyandgoodnight.com.